Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckless AB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. Oh, come on now. What are you doing Saturday night? First watch party in the near nine-year history of the Anakin Florian podcast. John Anik, Jason Anik, live in studio here in Boca Raton, Florida. Former three-time UFC title challenger, Kenny Florian, live somewhere in North Carolina. He does not like his hometown revealed to the masses. We're very excited to be here. Kemflo, what's good, my man? What's happening, man? This guy just gets me fired up. Uh, this is exciting. I'm, I'm excited to watch some fights with you, man. This is exciting to all of our day one Anakin Florian podcast listeners and viewers. Thank you all for being here. And to our extended UFC fan base, thank you all for checking us out tonight on the Anakin Florian podcast YouTube channel. Our full-length episodes, as a lot of our listeners know, are on the DraftKings YouTube channel right now. But we're going to be pushing out a lot of content right here in 2024, including these watch parties and Ken Flo is a long wait for UFC fans. First live event of the year tonight. We're getting ready for the co-main event right now. Gabriel Mowgli Benitez with Cardio Kane Velasquez in his corner, no less, hitting the inspection zone and getting ready to try to produce the biggest win of his career against Jim fucking Miller. Yeah, man. Uh, first of all, just great to see Kane there. Uh, you know, what a crazy situation that was. And, uh, you know, to see him in that corner, I think Benitez, uh, of course, sees him as a mentor and, uh, a huge fight for Benitez here, who has a very dangerous left kick, man. He, he can, you know, whether it's a knee or a kick, he, he is uh, devastating with that left left side uh, of his body, his his hook as well. Sometimes he throws himself off a little off balance. He's got to be careful with that against Jim Miller when he throws that left cross. But, uh, man, this guy's very dangerous with that guillotine as well. So th this should be a really fun fight while it lasts. They just showed a graphic Jim Miller coming up on like seven hours of UFC fight time, which sounds particularly arduous. I don't see Javier Mendez in the corner of Gabriel Mowgli Benitez. Maybe he's out there pitching Khabib at UFC 300 against Leon. <laughs> <laughs> I will say on that front, and if you don't know the story, Khabib Nurmagomedov was trending on X this morning because yeah. Javier Mendez intimated that he is training with Javier and he doesn't train with Javier unless maybe there's something on the horizon, but there was a peel back from that. He said they were just doing cardio training. And one thing that I said, Khabib Nurmagomedov was in Bilal Muhammad's corner when he fought Sean Brady in Abu Dhabi. So knowing that Bilal in theory would be next, if you know Khabib Nurmagomedov, you know right. that uh, he would not get in Bilal's way, but let us lay out for Sparta, New Jersey's Jim Miller making the walk here at the UFC Apex. Ken Flo, it's really incredible, right? We've talked about this. You and I were sitting on a set in Bristol, Connecticut in 2008 on ESPN MMA Live when this dude and his brother Dan signed with the UFC. And now here we are 16 years later and the dude's still going and going strong, putting people away. Uh, unbelievable, man. Mr. Reliability, Mr. Durability, never missed a weight uh, a weight cut in, in his life. Uh, it's unbelievable here in the UFC anyway, as far as we know. And um, he, he's just one of those guys that 
he knows how to survive. He's always had that kind of blue collar work ethic and to see him still going at it and, and competing at a high level right now uh, is extremely impressive, man. Very, very rare. Hey, Jay, you ever get bitten by a tick that had Lyme disease? Probably not. Yeah. Not much of an outdoorsman. Yeah. No, but as I say, you guys are all busy, man. You got look at Flo right out of the gate. Oh, below and like he's on the broadcast. I got someone in the chat asking for your 297 tickets already. Spoken for, sir. <laughs> I'm not mistaken, right? Actually, it's a, a gentleman by the name of Wolf, an Anakin Florian podcast listener named Wolf, who will be using my tickets at USC right, 297. Wolf. He... He got a cameo video from me, and uh, and he's getting the two tickets. Not to suggest that's you got to go do a cameo, but that's how he got the tickets. We're drinking Basil fucking Hayden tonight. What of it? First drink, incidentally, but I'm a lightweight, so we're getting after it a little bit. Very excited for uh, for Jim Miller. 36-17 with one no contest. Bro, 43rd UFC fight, and Crazy. that says nothing of that debilitating disease that he was dealing with for a lot of his fighting prime. This dude was on the brink of, you know, the top eight or so when, uh, when he got bit by that fateful tick. So here we go. Here's your tail of the tape. Feels good to fucking do one of these. Jim Miller is a man. He is 40. Gabriel Mowgli Benitez, the plus 125 dog tonight is 35. Both fighters, five foot eight. No issues on the scale. Manal Cop had some, none for these guys. 71 inches in reach for both Jim Miller and Gabriel Benitez. We don't have to lay out, though, for Joe no, A. Martinez. Flo, did you make a pick on this fight, on this week's uh, episode show? I did. I did. I, I, I believe I picked Jim Miller. Um, I think Benitez is super dangerous, but I, I think Miller's grappling ability uh, should be. Like, you know, when I look at his fight, when I see Benitez's fight against Billy Q, I, I know they're, they're slightly different fighters, right, him and Jim Miller, but I thought that Jim Miller could do a lot of the same things that Billy Q did back in the day and, um, you know, I think his forward pressure, it, that could give Benitez a tough time. I do want to acknowledge some of the people who have tuned into our first watch party. Donnie Eccles saying this shit is lit. I'm turning the TV down. That's the goal. Donnie, let's fucking <laughs> go on that. Mac McCheesy loves seeing J.A. not really in professional mode while calling a fight. Well, thanks. It's nice to do this. And I think for some of our viewers, they might be checking out Anakin Florian content for the first time. And as Kenny can attest, our viewers do see a different side of me on that show. So thank you. Yes. It's nice to be able to let loose. Red De La Cruz looking fine. No, I'm just kidding. All yeah, right. right? <laughs> I, can do that. I can do whatever you want. I can do that. Exactly. So just True. so you know, Kenny Florian spent his $1,000. $100 on Jim Miller, 200 on Manel Cop, and 700 on Magomed Ankalaev. Right. So Kemflo does have some action. The Fighters Touch Gloves, we are underway. <laughs> Miller out of that patented southpaw stance in black. Mowgli Benitez, also a southpaw in the white. Nice left-hand counter there by Jim Miller, Ken Flo. Yeah, man. Right back at it. And, and that's where Benitez kind of throw kind of throws himself off off balance a little bit. He throws that left cross and has that head, that chin sticking out there a little bit too much. Jim Miller onto it, but he's gonna have to deal with that left kick of Benitez, though. That Jim Miller left hand found a home there. About 32 seconds gone by round one. It's really interesting how much discourse there has been about UFC 300 and potentially nice, again, left hand by Jim Miller and how much talk there has been of Jim Miller's potential presence on that card. Give it all. Oh, Miller's finding a home early with that left yeah, hand. Dude, that forward pressure. He just continues to land with that kind of blitzing style attack with his hands. Got to be careful with that knee coming up from Benitez, though. Both fighters doing well with the lower limbs. Yeah, Benitez has been on this roster for a while. 
But to circle back to what I was saying, you know, Jim Miller competed UFC 100, UFC 200. All indications are if he can get through this fight unscathed, we're going to see him again on April 13th. Just a matter of who that opponent may be, but certainly nice to be cut free, healthy, and going in with a win. And he's off to a pretty decent start here as a minus 150 or so favorite. And this is where Benitez is going to be a lot more dangerous. If he can back up Miller, he's going to start to land some shots. Little slip by Benitez there. Oh. Just over three minutes to go in the round. So I was cracking the Basil Hayden as Mario Bautista was coming up big as an underdog there against Ricky Simone. And our producer, Cody Merrill, was like, why don't you guys hop on and discuss that fight? And it's like, bro, I don't even I don't even know what happened. I'm going to have to go back and rewatch <laughs> that one before our full show coming up on Monday. Yeah, man. When you were flirting with competing, John, wasn't Ricky Simone the guy that wanted little smoke? If I'm not mistaken. Oh, when I was flirting with like an amateur mixed martial arts right. fight, he was like, I'll take that. He smoke. would love to punch my fat <laughs> face. Yes. <laughs> Ty clinch for Jim Miller. A couple nice knees to the body. Benitez did not appear to like those. You Counter can't help from yourself. Can't help Mowgli. yourself, right? Calling the fight. Can't help it. <laughs> I got the NFL on here too. I'm curious how many of the people watching this live watch right? party on the Anakin Florian right? podcast YouTube channel care about the Dolphins and the Chiefs right now. I'm curious. All these MMA heads, I have to say, like maybe 10%. Kenny, with respect, how much you care yeah. about Chiefs-Dolphins? Right uh, not, not so much. Not so much. Not so yeah. much. Exactly. Yeah. Facts. Again, forward pressure from Jim Miller. Big narrative here in round one. It's just very comforting for me to know that I'm on a microphone, not calling a fight, but just that Ken Flo's right there. That I know that <laughs> Kempflo's right fucking Holding ass. your hand the whole way. I'm always there, uh, John. I'm always there. My kids fucking hate me right now. If you don't know, my studio may look nice, but it's in my master bedroom. So my kids are like, why aren't you putting us to bed? And what are you doing in your studio? Why is the <laughs> uncle that looks just like you with the ponytail here at this hour of the night? You know? <laughs> but Kenny, I'm sure John's dying for one of these fights to go to the ground just to, just to lay out and have you describe what's happening. Well, we did, Kenny, right for UFC Fight Pass, Anakin Florian yes. Rewind, and we would go back and watch fights, and that was really fun to do. We went back and watched some of the early UFC fights. Some of uh, Ken Flo's victories were particularly enjoyable to run back. <laughs> so shout out Niha, right? You guys on my phone, football on TV, fights on the laptop. That's Niha, what, we love that's you, what I've been doing. Multitasking well. Right Pretty there. good shot there by Gabriel Benitez. So this is my first watch party, Ken Flo. One thing I am finding it hard to do, and perhaps the whiskey has something to do with this. Yeah. But in terms of the totality of this round, again, 55 seconds now, under a minute to go. Looks like Jim Miller has led the dance by and large, but trying to score this round, he's got a little bit of a cut underneath his left eye. It's hard for me to know who's really winning this round doing this shit lot. Yeah, right? It's like, it's hard for me not to be super fucking distracted with all the yeah. going on. <laughs> yeah, there, there is a, there is a lot saying. of there's a lot going on. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of monitors. Uh, you know what I mean? Like yeah. looking at the two screens, all that stuff. But yeah, I, I think that's accurate, John. You know, from what I could tell, it seems like Miller's been a little bit more successful. Benitez has had his moments, from what I can tell. Uh, but I think Miller's just had more of them. Um, so I'd like to see if you know they have any stats as far as volume and, and what landed uh, as far as significant strikes and stuff. But from what I can tell, I think Miller should win this uh, this round, yeah. Good job by Benitez a moment ago, dropping down and landing a left hand. First five minutes in the can, Jim Miller and Gabriel Benitez. So, 
Kenny, I don't know if you caught it this week, but Jim Miller said that he would like Bruce Buffer to introduce him at uh, UFC 300 as Jim fucking Miller. Did you catch that, Kempflo? I did not. I, that that would be amazing. If there's someone who deserves that, I think it's Jim Miller, right? No doubt about it. It's interesting. I wonder how UFC CEO Dana White would feel about <laughs> Bruce Buffer doing that in the arena. But the one guy who has an opportunity to do it without anyone knowing beforehand yeah. is me at the official way in that morning. And I can say next up on the scale, making his record 44th UFC appearance, Jim fucking Miller. <laughs> now, with, did he say anything about that being his last fight or he just wants to make sure that he does UFC 100, UFC 200, UFC 300. I think he has said pretty convictedly that it will not be his last fight. And I'm not, I know what you were going to say. I'm not trying to steal Bruce Buffer shine or inject, but I just feel like in that setting at the UFC apex, him weighing in without a crowd might be a way to actually get away with it. And, uh, punctuate that for Jimmy. No, that's gotta happen on fight night. Okay. All right. Sorry. All right, here we go. Round two, co-main event. We'll be with you live here straight through Magomed, Uncle Live, and Johnny Walker here on the Anakin Florian Podcast YouTube channel. And you thought you knew what I was going to say. What I was going to say, if Bruce Buffer doesn't do it, you need to find a way to do it on the broadcast for Jim Miller. You'll survive that. That, no? Well, it was interesting. When Justin Gaethje fought Dustin Poirier this July, and I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit, I didn't necessarily know that there was some edict that we would not say baddest motherfucker. So at the end of the night, Rogan sort of was like, you could say it or whatever it was. And I said, yeah. Justin Gaethje is the baddest motherfucker. And one of my bosses said to me like, oh, we went the whole night without saying it. And I decided I didn't, I didn't get the memo <laughs> that we weren't supposed to say it necessarily. Right. Right. About a minute gone by nice left hand crack by Jim Miller, who is Ooh. officially ageless. Nice job in the clinch there by Jimmy as well. Ken. And, and, and John, I think those leg kicks are bothering Benitez as well. You know, both of these guys in their closed stance. Um, Miller really has been landing a lot of heavy leg kicks to the quad. Of, of Benitez's right leg. Oh, now he switched. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, that right leg, yep. <clears throat> Jay, if you care, you can get unofficial stats on the ESPN application on your cellular telephone if you if you wanted to bolster our conversation with that. Absolutely no pressure to do that. <laughs> I, I mean, like, no chance I'm going to look up fucking stats right now. Is that what you're asking me to do? Watching the fight. Fair <laughs> enough. Fuck out of here. Jim Miller's now past Damian Maya for fifth most fight time in UFC history. Oh, it's just insane, some of these numbers. Damn, dude. Benitez still pressing forward. Oh, nice body shot by Jim Miller. You know, one thing Kenny and I have talked a lot about as commentators, when fighters land strikes simultaneously, it can become very difficult. Jim Miller lands a left hand there, but you have to be conscious to make sure you're watching the handiwork of both guys and not to perseverate or become hyper-focused on one striker. And I think I'm, True. granted, I'm inebriated. But, well, no, little, but I think that's why you're looking for the stats. I get it. Because um, Benitez certainly having his moments hanging. And they're going to take down for Jim easy. It can flow. If you're Gabriel Benitez, you got to provide more resistance there. Yeah, no, for sure. And and I think um, Miller finally switched things up too, though. I think he got uh, a chance to kind of lure Benitez in a little bit and finally hits the takedown. You have Benitez trying to go for an arm lock here. He was trying to swivel his hips over. Miller has good head position, though. If you keep your head right above the head of his opponent like he's doing right there, you take away so many submissions. The triangle is gone. The arm lock is gone. You take away his ability to get back to his feet. So Miller just really utilizing a lot of those veteran techniques right now. Unofficially, 
Jim Miller, 73, 74 totals. The significant strikes, 129 total strikes, 48 out of 108 for Gabriel Benitez. Hey, Matthew Medansky, we appreciate you being here for us being live. We thank you for the acknowledgement right there. I think Ken Flo last week on our show on the DraftKings YouTube channel and on the DraftKings network was trying to sort of gauge interest. Like if fans really enjoy this, yeah, we're going to try yeah. to do this for select UFC fight nights uh, that I'm not working because this is fun, man. I'm not going to lie. The only thing is, though, and we'll be with you guys, by the way, on Monday for a full episode. We'll recap the fuck out of this thing. But I feel like I'm going to have to rewatch these things because I'm talking simultaneously. I'm trying to engage an audience while also sort of pseudo commentating a fight. Right. Jim Miller now inside the closed guard of Gabriel Mowgli Benitez. Buck 20 to go round two, incidentally. If we're sitting here watching this fight, how mu- how many words are uttered, though, normally if we're not doing a, a show like this, right, John? Like, our, we're pretty quiet, right? Taking it all in. Sure. Right. When we're watching fights together. Kempo, oftentimes I would imagine maybe your wife's alongside, but you watch these things by yourself, right? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely uh, spend a lot of time watching these fights. My, my wife likes the fights if they're around, if there's someone she knows, but for the most part, she kind of lets me watch it on my own on the couch in the living room. It's interesting for me to watch this fight without my fighter cards. I have a fighter card library behind me as Jim Miller potentially tries to get underneath the chin. He's working yeah, off the back here of Ugly. Yeah, you see Miller's trying doing a little bit of hand fighting there. It's tough to finish with the arm trapped underneath the underneath the the opponent there. His right arm is trapped. That really should be the choking arm. It looks like he might be transitioning to try to pull that right arm out and attempt to choke. He's also trying to come up and over that arm to either trap it so he can go for the, the rear naked choke on that side or maybe go for a triangle choke from behind, but uh, he's going to run out of time here. All right, five seconds to go in the round. I feel pretty convicted in saying Jim Miller won round two. And what I was just going to say is that I have a fighter card library behind me of about 2,000 fighter cards. And it's interesting for me to sort of be working a fight without having my notes. My former broadcast partner, Brian Stan, would always say, our UFC commentary, when we show up, it's an open book test. You might as well show up with some fucking notes. So I'm going to hold my Gabriel Benitez card up to the... uh, the camera here, as Dana White would say, if you give a shit, but just to show you what my jumping <laughs> off point is on fight. Great. A little bit blurry. <laughs> I mean, right. Thanks. Thanks. Right. Thanks. Just me the fucking index card. Okay. <laughs> like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> and like, dude, slurp down that fucking whiskey. Like it's a yeah. fucking like yeah. frozen Coke. Come on. You need some more. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, there the total. Dude, how about Zach Lawhead? I mean, is he our best Anakin Florian podcast listener? Other than Heidi Dean, yeah. who is a longtime UFC employee, and she's at the UFC Apex tonight. By the way, number nine in your program, number one in your heart, Jim McMahon, former Chicago Bears quarterback, is at the Apex tonight. And Heidi Dean, Jay, is a Chicago Bears fan, so she is very excited to have Jimmy McMahon in the building. Love me some Heidi Dean. I hope she's watching right now. Final round, Jim Miller, Gabriel, but he, what, bro? (laughs) What? No, what? No, <laughs> what? <laughs> it's a third final round. Okay, I'm, just I'm gonna your save top it. I'm gonna to save your bottom. It. I'm gonna save it. <laughs> All right. So scorecards. Who knows where they are? That's one thing that's kind of nice about this exercise. We're watching on mute. No closed captions. 
Could be Jim Miller 2-0. Could be 1-1. Who knows? What does the fan base think? Go Bears. <laughs> That's what the fan base thinks. Ralph Madrid saying, I'm always very professional. We're trying out here, Ralphie. <laughs> hey, Ralph, no H and John Anik. Okay, Ralphie, we love you, but no H. <laughs> Jonathan back in the day. Jahan. So, no, as Jahan. our esteemed producer, Cody Merrill, can attest. I'm By the way, Cody getting a lot of love in the chat, deservingly so. All right. All right, 2-0 Jim Miller seems to be yeah. the prevailing scorecard. And how about Heidi Dean watching live inside the Apex? We love you too, HD. Under four minutes now to go in round three. And Jim Miller probably going to survive and be able to fight at UFC 300. Nice leg kick there by Miller. We'll see if Benitez can can rally here. Miller's been Benitez landed 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 straight left. Yep. Again and again. That left hand as well. Hey, uh, Cody, if I'm not mistaken, I believe this is the last leg of uh, Ron Pellegrino's debut podcast parlay, Jim Miller. Am, if, am I accurate there? I should know that. All right, so Donnie Eccles is saying the podcast is one minute ahead of his UFC stream, so we can potentially troubleshoot that in the future. JG says maybe John can read out a promo for shits and giggles. Toyo Tires, the official tire of yours. <laughs> All right, 310 to go here in this third <laughs> and final it. round. Oh, man. Maybe Toyo Johnny, Tires. You're going to hook me up with some uh, Toyo Tires there. 100% Stan Chen's yeah. the man. He would like nothing more than to put four Tyos on, yeah. on one of your Porsches or whatever <laughs> it is, you know. Fantastic. Yeah, we'll take <laughs> care of the info. Sick. So under three minutes to go. Co-main event, Jim Miller, Gabriel Benitez. Thank you all for joining us for the first Anakin Florian podcast watch party. My twin bro, Jason Anik, alongside myself and the great Kenny Florian. We'll be with you throughout the main event, Magomed Ankalaev and Johnny Walker. It was interesting to me that Ray Longo came on our show this week and picked Johnny Walker to win that fight. Jim yeah. Miller shoots, and again, too easy. Just Yeah, and right anyone who failed... Anyone who tailed the great big Ron Pellegrino looking great on his first three-leg parlay, trying to win money, I believe it was plus 294. I don't want to uh, cash that ticket too soon, big Ron, but Jim Miller can keep it here, looking pretty good. I just I just saw Heidi Dean in the audience. There's a Heidi, Heidi sighting. I love it. I love it. Yes. So if you don't know, our Anakin Florian podcast parlay, excuse me, Ken Flo, on the DraftKings Sportsbook application as Jim Miller works his way onto the back here. Looks like he might even have the hooks in here, Ken Flo. Yeah, he's he's working on this now. Now trying to work on that face crank there. That can get it get it done as well. He seems like he's starting to get There's a lot of danger. Top. There it is. Yeah. Miller submits Gabriel Mowgli Benitez in round three. Tell him now, folks. Where's the Hall of Fame ballot? Where is it, DC? Tremendous performance by Jim Miller. And if you don't know, Big Ron Pellegrino, Ronnie Pellegrino, he owns the Paradise Cantina in Las Vegas, Nevada. He is taking over the Anakin Florian podcast parlay for 2024. Wow. And if you tailed him tonight, one and no out of the shoot. Congrats to Big Ron. Congrats to all of our listeners. And Ken Flo, congrats to Jim Miller, bro. Like, he's just putting himself in a position where with respect to all of the undisputed champions and the modern era hall of famers like Daniel Cormier, he's making himself impossible to deny as a hall of famer. And it's starting to have nothing to do with longevity. He's got the wins. He's got the finishes and another one tonight. Ken Flo, take us through it. It's extremely impressive. And here he is taking the back and being very aggressive here in round three. 
Uh, he was not going to give, not going to forgive from this position. See him start to kind of get the chin. He's right over the lower part of the chin. And like I said, it doesn't have to be underneath it to get the submission. That could break your jaw. That is extremely painful. That could separate your jaw. Uh, just nasty stuff right there. Arm it, it, pulling strength, two arms pulling on the jaw. Uh, usually doesn't go very well for the mouth there. So awesome went for Miller. They just showed a nice embrace, Jim Miller and Cardio Kane Velazquez in the octagon. Of course, Velazquez in the corner of his AKA teammate, Gabriel Benitez. And I often talk, Kenny, about Jose Aldo and Kane Velazquez and certain UFC athletes that still get me starstruck. And when I see Kane on TV, I even get so some sort of <laughs> flurry or nerve in my system. He's such a legend to me. Bro, I called a fight with Kane Velazquez, APFC 7, Hammond, Indiana. No AC in the building. Uh, and Kane and I were both sweating, but it is a pretty funny story. So <laughs> there, Ben Davis, my boy, Bilal, remember the name Muhammad. Um, and Kane comes on to talk about these amateur fights. And with respect, Anthony Pettis doing unbelievable with APFC. But Kane comes on and and Ben Davis, the first question he asked Kane, basically Kane's like, nope. Uh, I don't know who the fuck these guys are, you know, <laughs> uh, or whatever. It didn't, didn't drop the F ball, but it was a pretty funny moment. Um, we were laughing about it off the air because a lot of these amateur fighters, you got to dig deep, learn about some of these guys, not a lot on yeah. film uh, or even on paper. Hey, Ken Flo, I got a question for you. That's so one thing that my strength and conditioning coach, JC Santana gets very frustrated with shout out to the Institute of human performance here in Boca Raton, Florida. But face crank versus rear naked choke. And certainly yeah. if you look at the body of my broadcasting work, I'm sure I have miscalled one of those back in the day. But can you just sort of simplify that for me? I mean, if you're not under the chin, I guess it's a face crank, right? Exactly. Uh, if you're not underneath the chin, um, you're not going to get that strangle. You're not going to be able to cut off that blood circulation to the brain, which causes you uh, to fall asleep. Um but what you can do, like I said, if you're putting enough pressure across that lower part of the jaw, man, uh, you could break the jaw. You could dislocate the jaw. Uh, you could drive the teeth through the lips. Um, it, you could do a whole lot of nasty things. You know, the neck is the weakest part of that body. If you get the chin, that isn't very strong either. So uh, Miller just uh, being nasty as always. And Michael Bisping looking just fantastic doing the post-fight interview, got the blue Rolex going. I've been trying to find a blue Rolex, Ken Flo. What, Jay? What, Dick Yo, Buck? I love what? me the count, just the way he gives so much shine to these guys when he's walking out of the octagon with all his might every time, man, <laughs> pumping these guys out. Almost have to turn it up for him. He's awesome. No, and I love the way he punctuates those post-fight interviews, just screaming the athlete's name, right? Like, Jim Miller at the top of his lungs. And uh, we've talked a lot, have Michael and I, about the post-fight interviews, and I've complimented him any number of times with the way he punctuates those things because it makes the athlete feel good when you're, you know, fully throated veins popping out of your neck. Very good stuff. Flo, you hear how he's Dang. like, what, Jay? <laughs> yeah, it's great. Right? He's right. fired up tonight. He's fired up tonight. Now a little bit of silence. Or should, I, should I get in now? <laughs> if you are curious, touchdown Tyreek Hill. Dolphins on the board. 10-7 the score at Arrowhead. Can't believe I'm clapping for the Miami Dolphins. A Patriots fan flow. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Robert G is chiming in. George St. Pierre versus Khabib Nurmagomedov. Rumors are circulating. Don't do it to me, Robert G. Like, don't do it to me. You know? If you don't know, I was demoted from that doing post-fight interviews a few years ago. And if anyone can tell me the last individual that I interviewed inside the octagon. It's hard. Um, I'll give you two tickets to a future UFC live event. Maybe not a pay-per-view, maybe a fight night. 
<laughs> I, I'm wondering if maybe Jim Miller called out Felder there. They just showed Felder. Uh, oh, you know, but maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe quite not. possibly. So UFC 300, there have been some names bandied about. Paul Felder is back in the pool, so to speak, or at least he was before USADA was out of the mix. But there are a lot of opportunities for Jim Miller. I know Patty Pimblett has been a name that perhaps some people had some interest in a fight, but bigger picture, right, Ken Flo? I mean, for you, and you got a little bit of a late start relative to Jim Miller, but isn't it wild to see a guy that, you know, maybe was on the tail end of your era, but 43 UFC fights in and and still getting it done and putting dudes away? It's always insane. It, it, it's crazy to me. The Clay Guidas, the Jim Millers, these dudes are way more manly than me, apparently. Uh, uh, you know, the, the, the durability of some of these guys, you know, you see that, what, almost seven hours inside the octagon fighting. You know, that's, that is crazy, crazy, crazy. I'm just going into my fighter card library, simultaneously hoping not to offend my twin brother for doing this, while also just wanting to look at Jim Miller's body of work, because... It looks like the last fight of his I called was maybe his 40th UFC appearance. At the time, that was a record. When he fights at UFC 300, which is all but guaranteed now, that'll oh, be his 40th. Yeah, Maul Hill. What's up, Maul? <laughs> you guys strapped up again in 2024. What's if up, you're not watching the UFC fights right now, they are showing the former UFC light heavyweight champion, Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill. His Detroit Lions have a big playoff game against the LA Rams coming up on Sunday night. All right, so Ken Flo, if I could. Kempo, are you drinking tonight or are you sober tonight? I'm sober tonight. Got that Pellegrino going, right? A little Pellegrino yeah, going? Yeah, a little. I just ran out of water, too. So but anyway. for Big Ron, you're drinking Pellegrino. I get it. Yeah, exactly. Ron, Ron. So I'm drinking for the third consecutive night right now, which is very out of character for me. And uh, I'm doing it for personal reasons. But I have given up some things here in January. <laughs> um, I have given up some things here in January, Kenflo. What are we talking about? What thing? No juice January. No soda January. Oh shit! So I okay. haven't had any juice or soda, and it's January. It's January thirteenth. So you know, that's good. Yeah, you don't look like that much leaner though, necessarily. With respect, <laughs> these uh, these are, TV lights are is fucking. He is he crankier, uh, Jay? Do you notice? Uh, I don't know. I'll let you know once we get to Toronto. That's yeah, big right. wrong, a little twitchy. So Kenny, Magomed <laughs> Ankalaev. And Johnny Walker. Now, if you are watching the UFC telecast, they are doing what we call filling right now. So they are previewing UFC 297. So there might be a little bit of a delay before we get to Magomed Ankalaev and Johnny yeah. Walker. But let us take you back to that first meeting between Ankalaev and Johnny Walker. Kenny, it ended unceremoniously. A lot of people felt like maybe Ankalaev should have been DQ'd. And his unbeaten streak would have thereby gone away. Instead, it right. went into the books as a no contest. We all want clarity. We all want closure. We're going to seemingly get that here tonight. But what were your thoughts on that knee and and ultimately that going into the books as a no contest? Yeah, I mean, that was unfortunate. I, I think that he lost a little bit of uh, his composure there um, through a knee, of course, that ended up stopping the fight and Walker you know, wasn't able to continue. Um you know, I don't think we're going to see any of that silliness tonight. I, I don't see anything controversial really happening. Um, but uh, I think Uncle Live is going to be a little bit smarter about it. To me, it seemed like he was well on his way to getting the win. I thought that um, he was landing the heavier shots. And, and Johnny Walker just defensively scares me every single time he's up there. You know, it seems like he's capable of Here knocking you. anybody out in the division. But he's also capable of getting knocked out by anyone in the division. And, and that... Uh, 
that kind of inconsistency worries me a little bit. He, he's, he has seemed better last few fights. I think he's made some improvements training with Kavanaugh, no question about that. Um, this is a tough fight for him, especially if Uncle Ive decides to just put Johnny on his back. Johnny Walker has a lot of connective tissue with some of these guys that are factoring right now prominently in this light heavyweight division. In his UFC debut in 2018, he knocked out Khalil Roundtree Jr., so perhaps that's a fight that comes around again. Lost to Jamal Hill in 2022. But if he beats Magomed Ankalaev, like Kenny, a lot of people, and I stop at saying myself included, because right now I do believe Alex Pereira is the most dangerous and the best light heavyweight in the world. I truly believe that in my heart. But... Magomed Ankalaev, for a lot of people, skill for skill is the best light heavyweight in this division. A lot of people felt like it was an eventuality that he would become a UFC champion, right? He fought Jan Bohovic in that fight at UFC 282, right? That was a split draw. And now this dude hasn't won a fight since, you know, July of 2022, right? It's been a long time. A draw and a no contest has really upset his momentum. And that's why I think when the draw was followed up by the no contest, he was really frustrated because this is an appreciable setback for a guy who a lot of people feel like is in his fighting prime and ready to fight for the world title. Yeah, no question about it. I, I think that for Ankalaev, I, I think he made some poor decisions in his fight against Bohovich. I, I think that he he definitely could have won that fight. I think some decision-making uh, in the fight really cost him. And uh, again, we see him kind of either lose his composure or get a little too excited, whatever it was in that fight against Johnny Walker. And, and now um, it's tough to say where he goes from here. He certainly needs to get back on track. If he's able to uh, get this win, I think it puts him back on track. I don't know if it necessarily puts him back in title contention, but um, he is capable. He has the potential. The question is, you know, when the lights are brightest, can he, perform the way I, I think a lot of us believe he can. Um, and I, I think a lot of that also comes down to, does he take the path of least resistance when he needs to, can he stand up and trade with Johnny Walker and, and, uh, and maybe even get a knockout? Absolutely. I think he should look for that, but I do think that uh, Walker is going to be vulnerable on his back and he should also look for that. I, I don't think he did enough of that in the Bohovic fight, for example. So yeah. I'm looking to see how he, how he comes back in this one. Speak the truth, saying no one wants to see the comments. Put it on a big screen so we can actually see you guys. Yo, uh, so I know the answer to this, obviously, but I think a couple people would like to know who your last post-fight interview was and the circumstances, which actually, fuck the circumstances. forget the circumstances, right? So Chesete says, was the last person you interviewed in the Octagon in 2021, Max Holloway, after he beat Calvin Cater? No. Second to last person I interviewed was Conor McGregor against Dustin Poirier. And then there was one thereafter. So see if you can chase that and you can certainly send that answer my way on social media. And I don't want to have that conversation. Honestly, tonight it was one of the harder moments of my career and uh, just a hard thing. And uh, with respect to the world champions that go in there, when you feel like you have worked your whole career and you feel like you have the ability and maybe to to extract in that moment, to have that taken away from you. My first show, Kenny, as you know, January 20th, 2012, when you and I were calling those fights in Nashville, Tennessee, I did post-fight interviews that night. So then 10 years into my UFC run to have that ripped away, 
um, absolutely killed me. And I'd be lying if I said it doesn't still eat at my heart to this day. Notice sure. how he's not going to have the conversation, but then, uh, then you, he every show, the whiskey's flowing <laughs> and certainly having the conversation. That's okay. I'll do the post-fight interviews on the amateur circuit for you. I'll get up there a little bit with my ums and ahs and, and uh, see what we can do for you. How about that? <laughs> Kenny, that's really the trivia question is that Jay is doing the post-fight interviews far more than I am these days on UFC fight. Yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so this is great. We got Dolphins Chiefs here getting ready for this main event between Magomed Ankalaev and Johnny Walker. And of all the fights that have been announced for UFC 300, a lot of people are wondering if maybe Alex Pereira would find his way onto this fight card. And if Magomed Ankalaev or Johnny Walker emerges with style points tonight, Kenny, I mean, perhaps Cody can uh, can text me the light heavyweight rankings, but unless I'm missing someone, I mean, maybe Israel Adesanya, you know, comes out of the woods and fights Pareda at 205. But, Kenny, it's not out of the realm of possibility, I guess, that you could do Pareda and potentially Anka Live at UFC 300. Am I wrong? No. I, I mean, I, I definitely think that, um, you know, he's worthy skill-wise. I know, you know, last couple of fights were kind of weird, but um, he, he, he has that potential. And if he goes out there and starches someone like Johnny Walker, I, I think that's uh, definitely – a big step towards that that possibility. So, Kenny, I know most of the people on this, I would think, maybe saw your pick. So, did you pick this fight this week? I did. I was pretty convicted on on, on Kaliev. Um, I'm a little bit more nervous as, as we get closer to the fight, but um, I, I just think he's the better fighter. Uh, Johnny Walker gets a little too reckless at times. Um, now, Walker might be the more dangerous fighter. But I don't know if he's – I don't think he's the better fighter. And I think Uncle Iev yeah. has more ways to win. Um, you know, not that Uncle Iev is this kind of ground machine necessarily, but he is able to control you, and he is able to land some good ground and pound. And I think that should be enough against someone like Walker. But I don't know. I mean, we shall see. I think you're going to get calculated aggression from Magomed Uncle Iev here tonight. But certainly I do think if you look at the early parts of that – fight against Johnny Walker in Abu Dhabi. He was sort of taking some of that Blahovich stuff into that fight, right? Like the draw, the slow start, all the leg kicks. Like, I got to get this dude out of there. And yeah, yeah. then he committed a foul. So hopefully uh, that is not his fate tonight. But candidly, Ken, for a little selective listening here out of Boston Anik, right? I laid out your selection of $700 Sorry. on Magomed Ankalaev, And 35 minutes later, he's asking who you picked in the fight. So. You know, a little juice flowing over here. Forgive me. But uh, Cody put up the light heavyweight rankings for you, if you're, if you're curious. All right. So Jamal Hill is the number one contender, Yuri Prohaska. So neither of those guys figured to be the next title defense for Alex Pereira. Jan Bohovic also has had two pretty invasive surgeries. So I do believe that Magomed Ankalaev would be next in theory for Alex Pereira if Israel Adesanya doesn't want to fight him. And Kenny, let me ask you about Izzy real quickly, if I could. Because... Yep. What's out of Sonya, right? Like if he fights Alex Pereira for the light heavyweight title, and I think there's about a 5% chance this happens, but is, is he fighting him at like 197, right? I mean, Adesanya's not going to be north of 200 pounds, is he? Listen, I don't, if I'm Adesanya, and I, you know how much I respect Adesanya. I, I think he's a fantastic fighter. He's obviously brilliant, brilliant fighter, but I do not allow for me to fight someone like, Pereira above 185 pounds. I just yeah. don't because he's too, I mean, he's too dangerous when he's all, you know, hydrated and well-fed. Mm. Um, 
Stay hmm. away from that dude. Stay away from him. <laughs> uh, you know, at 185, I, I think that you get a weakened version of him. Um, and he's still dangerous as hell. But I, if I'm if I'm trying to put that fight together and I'm Izzy, I go, no, no, no. You come down to my weight class. I'm not going up to you. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Thank you, Jamax23. I miss you too. Madison Stevens was it the Korean zombie. He was not my last post-fight interview. And I will reveal that story on the Anakin Florian podcast this week because the circumstances surrounding what I hope will not be my last ever post-fight interview, but as it now stands, it was. The circumstances surrounding it were absolutely wild. So we'll reveal that on the Anakin Florian podcast this week if nobody comes up oh, with the answer. yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Get a little juice on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. Live hey. from Las Vegas, Big Ron Pellegrino joining the program. Welcome, ah. Big Ron. Nice whack on the first AF parlay. What's up, kid? What's going on, man? 2024, boys. Let's do work. Oh, is that a headset? Is that a headset <laughs> on Big Ron? So, oh, the fucking mic? Dude, he's got Ron a pro Pellegrino setup. At Big Ron Bets on X, he is the owner of the Paradise Cantina, one of our best friends out there. And if you followed him, you tailed him tonight. He came through with the Anakin Florian podcast parlay. Big Ron, it's nice to see you, brother. First watch party. We're glad you're a part of it. How we doing? What's up, boys? Yeah, boys out the gate. Got to start it off strong. I'm not going to nah. Got to represent. So Jason always says you're full of humility. You're as selfless an individual as we have ever come across. Confident, perhaps, but not cocky nor arrogant, but... You got this whole fucking setup right now with your sure microphone. You know, I actually see money falling out of your pocket right now. I see money coming out of your pocket right now. I got a couple stacks laying around if you want me to flaunt, but that was only because we had a hold on. Let me put my hold on. Is that a red lighter? Yeah, it's an orange yeah. one, but it's the best I could do. <laughs> it looks red enough for me. But if you don't know, Ron Pellegrino's first appearance on the Anakin Lauren podcast, he had a red lighter in his right hand the whole time. So I said here too for you. I have the red lighter and Fuck if you don't have it. Good to see you, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, Maximilian, better setup than Longo, to be sure. Ron has tried to be as respectful as anyone about Ray Longo's setup. And I guess full disclosure, part of the reason Longo's not with us tonight is because we're trying to get his whole setup tuned in before we let him sabotage Ken Flo another broadcast, right? Yeah, speaking of uh, speaking of which, sorry to cut you off, Flo, but like Ron, you got the fights on somewhere? Are you all top <laughs> yeah, one? Right here? Da 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 da. Fucking give me all this. All right, so sure. Anan Abu Bakar says, if you don't end up using your UFC 298 tickets, I'll take them. Hey, Ron, you want to tell them who's using my tickets in Anaheim or no? Yeah, big rap bets. <laughs> all right, big Ron bets. All right, Johnny Walker has hit the inspection zone here, Ken Flo, and there's really no overstating. How big an opportunity hey, this is out, for this. Sorry to interrupt you, but check this just real quick what they're saying. When are we getting car content from Kenflo? I love it. Bodinator. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're enjoying the watch party. Check out Argus Integrated Defense, and then oh, we'll man. move on to the car content. But so, Kenny, Johnny Walker's hitting the inspection zone here. And incidentally, terrible interruption by Boston Anik there. <laughs> But Johnny Walker's hitting the inspection zone here, Kenny, and this is a huge opportunity for him. It's happening in a 25-foot octagon at the apex as opposed to the the octagon with more pageantry, the 30-footer in Abu Dhabi. But yeah. what are your thoughts here on how Johnny Walker is going to approach this fight that at least the odds makers say he is, he is up against it in? Yeah, I mean, 
first of all, just a massive 205 pounder. He's going to have that length and reach advantage Mm -hmm. against pretty much everyone in that division. And he's got to use it. He's got to keep Ankalaev on the outside. Uh, and by doing that, he, he he optimizes his ability to win that fight with that reach. He keeps him on the outside, lands shots, and also keeps him out of uh, range to to get taken down as well. So uh, he's it, it comes down to his footwork, using those lead hands, those kicks to keep Ankalaev away from him. So is this not an FCC violation, right? Because I'm I'm hammered at this <laughs> point in time. I don't, hey. A little bit of an empty stomach, banging the basil <laughs> yeah, yeah. right? I remember when... Ron, Big round, when turn I was, the lights on. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, another interruption. <laughs> I mean, I could literally fucking walk over there and end you right now. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> I've seen this unfold live in the penthouse multiple yeah. times. Oh, it's, it's hilarious. Sorry, I'm quiet. All right, Magomed Ankalaev is making the walk as we reshift our focus. And it was a really interesting fighter meeting with this guy after the Jan Bohovic fight. Mm. And now... Coming into this spot, I just feel like he is going to be an absolute killer. I mean, that's not predictive in nature. But, Ron, do you have any action on this fight? Not to put you on the spot, but what do you feel about this fight as we see Ankalaev hitting the inspection zone right here, right now? I couldn't even justify betting it. They're calling it a second fight. It was a no contest the first time. I don't even understand what's going on in this goddamn thing. Um, I already got fucked the first time on this fight. I'm not getting fucked the second time. Sorry. I'm coming in hot. I am watching this. I'm curious, but I think that line is pretty wild. Minus 500. Yeah, Donnie, I'm a little bit twisted, but that's okay. Not going to (laughs) affect the way I call this title eliminator of sorts. Magomed Ankalaev, the number three ranked contender, getting Vaselined up by my man, Rob Monroe. By the way, the cut man, Rob Monroe, he and I worked Bellator 1 together in 2009. So, yeah, I mean, oftentimes... And I've said this, Ron, to you and certainly to Kenny. You know, I find myself being the oldest man in the room a lot these days. Fuck, and man. Me too, dude. Yeah. 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 Right? Buddy, I went from yeah. being the youngest guy in the bar to the oldest guy in the bar all of a sudden, so I get it. Right. You got a happy dad sponsorship too, Ron, or what? Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, Just product. All right. Hey, so the lights went on for Big Ron. Now lights off. What's going on? What's, what do you mean? Oh, he looks great. The lights were not just... <laughs> He's gonna hey fuck. Kenny, when we do our second watch party, <laughs> can uh, you not you can't see me? <laughs> Is Jason not invited anymore? Uh, I'm fucking 300 pounds. You can't see me. Like, hold on a second. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we can see you great. It's awesome. Ken Flo, how are you, Ken Flo? It's These great to see you, bro. Clowns. It's good to see you too, my man. Uh, we got Jay. We got him there, Dave, buddy. We got him going. I'm telling you. Yep. Uh, Anand, I do agree with you that Johnny Walker looks particularly confident tonight. Anand saying he thinks he can finish Ankalaev if he stays focused. There's no doubt about it. I just am curious how Johnny Walker is going to approach this pl- fight as a plus 390 underdog tail. The tape is live. Both fighters 31 inch, 31 inches, 31 years of age, three inches in height for uh, Johnny Walker. And here's fucking Joe Martinez. I did a little bit better, <laughs> Ken Flo, on the, on the tail of the tape for the co-main event, incidentally. <laughs> Wow. You're on the Basil Hayden, bro? That's I'm hitting the Basil Hayden. Yeah. Joe yeah, Ryan I mean, when, I, I just want to say about Uncle Liab, man. Like, I enjoy it. Flo, your your comments are very well taken about the opportunities maybe missed by Uncle Liab against against Blahovich, but I thoroughly enjoyed that fight, man. Like, I could oh, go sorry. back and watch that fight again. And in terms of Uncle Liab, I'm like, you know, 
doing what he needs to to get victories. You talk about Wikipedia with the green stripes, green stripes all day, a couple of back-to-back blue stripes for Ankaliyev. He belongs in this title picture. I hope there's some clarity for him out of this, you know? Yeah. Fair. Lee Jingliang was not my last post-fight interview. It's sort of an unfair question to the masses. You would have to go through such a deep dive to come across it. Should but I don't like, know that. We'll reveal that answer on the Anakin Florian podcast coming up on Monday or Thursday. Can't wait to get those UFC 297. Ha! Kenny, it's always nice when we have a title fight as close oh. as Sean Strickland and Drake is Duplessis because I have no idea which way you're going and I don't want you to even necessarily comment right now, but I love when we have title fights that are that close. And yeah. Raquel Pennington and Maida Bueno Silva, not necessarily our producer's cup of tea, but I feel like that fight <laughs> is close on paper as well. All right, Johnny Walker, Magomed Ankalaev. UFC Apex getting ready to go for the main event. Hey, Ron, where are you right now? You're at home with that setup, correct? Yeah, I'm at the condo, but I got some news for you boys about that. Oh, yeah, I had a nice great. meeting at the Virgin and the Mohegan today. So, really? I might be doing <laughs> something uh, full time. Wow. Wow. Yeah, well, remember, remember when I said that that deal might just happen? Well, we're not jinxing it, but give me a couple days. I'm amazing I'm news for you. So, Kempo, yeah. Wu Tang Clan is having a residency at the Virgin, but it's not really a residency. They're performing twice there in February and twice in March. Wow, okay. But if there were any group that I would like to see live at this advanced Dude. age of my life, it's them. So we'll I'm see. With you. Maybe we get out there in March. All right, here we go. First main event of 2024, Magomed Ankalaev. A minus 500 or so favorite at close. He's in the black trunks. Johnny Walker is in green. We are underway. Five rounds if needed. My instincts, Ken Flo, suggests to me we're not going 25 minutes, but here we go. Ankaliyev opens out of that southpaw stance. Johnny Walker going orthodox here early. Absolutely. Both these guys look like they want the finish early. I mean, Ankaliyev, very, very focused. Oh. Ken Flo, you see that spinning oh. backfish from Walker? Wow. Yeah. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, big Ron, I can understand why you're happy you have no action here. These guys One thing so, about these so watch dangerous. parties is trying to align the feeds to see if Ken Flo's feed. Yeah, that's why I'm not Carolina, saying nothing. Right? Yeah, I'm like, I'm, like, I'm like two seconds behind, I think. 420 to go in round one. Put something in the air if you're so inclined. Oh, that looked painful on both ends as the fighters collided legs. We should be drinking Johnny Walker Blue. Yeah, well, right? I talked about that. Like, if I'm Johnny Walker, I'm putting blue or black or whatever the fuck on the end of my name and trying to get a sponsorship. My nickname is Blue, but instead of saying Blue Johnny Walker, you say Johnny Walker Blue. Have Bruce Buffer <coughs> blow it up to get a sponsorship. Pretty simple. Be Buff would probably Piper. be like, I don't know if I can say that because of Puncher's Chance. Incidentally, Ron <laughs> Pellegrino sells a lot of... <clears throat> Of Puncher's Chance at the Paradise Canteen. Yeah, yeah. I have a handful. I have a handful of regulars that actually drink quite a bit of it. Actually, well, they don't pay for it, but they get a comp. That's for sure. Oh, we should have sent huh. a link to Buff. You could be sure he might have found a way. I think they drink ninety four point six proof. It's like Tangeray. Well, you know, I mean, you gave up soda and uh, juice. Esophagus, I like. I like Puncher's Chance. It's not. It. It's pretty yeah. solid. Yeah. And not because they line your pockets. You just love yeah, it. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I actually yeah, prefer. How many sips of that do you take when you're doing those puncher's chance. If you want complete veracity, proper 12 greater than puncher's chance, don't at me. And I just lost my best friend, Bruce Buffer. 
<laughs> Man, Johnny Walker going to the spinning attack early under three minutes here to go round one of a possible five. Uncle, I have jabbed to the body. Oh, a lot of action in two minutes, huh, boys? Yep. I don't know, Ron. I'm a little bit drunk. You know what? Just roll, buddy. If you got to take a nap, Jay will just slide right over. <laughs> a lot of people tell me that these days. Hey, if anything happens to you, there's a much more handsome, nicer no, version not, with a ponytail. Well, like right just now, step it's like right, right in. Now. You know? Right now, you just shut. I mean, right now, it's not like you need, you know, you don't need to call the fucking fight. <laughs> I mean, you know, so I like the fit spinning that's attack. He's just going on. What's that, Ron? <laughs> Kenny, I mean, you hear he what just, he said? He said, let Kenny yeah. tell me what's going on. You know? Sorry, Ron. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'm just saying. It's like the fifth spinning back fist to spin kick. He's just going nuts. I know. He keeps looking for that thing. He is landing quite a bit of the so. No. so we went bowling last night, and uh, <laughs> I had the high score, 142. I don't think that's really good, but. <laughs> Are you playing against your kids, or? <laughs> no i was just gonna say though i get a little bit more competitive with my little brother than my twin brother in a bowling setting you know jay and i i mean certainly you see the friction today but i root for the guy with every ounce of me you know johnny walker working off the jab about 90 seconds here to go in round one i get nervous when cody texts me <laughs> that's not even real bowling it wasn't candle pin bro closer out no Hard to find candle pin outside of New England, I think. It is. Very close. And close talking about those fairway lanes on Route 9, Native. Yeah. That one stung. Correct. Yeah, that was a good low kick right there. But I do love how all these people think my twin bro could step in without 20 years of repetition. Nobody just fucking crush it on a UFC. Nobody Nobody thinks that. Under a minute to go on the round. Nobody thinks that. You need Uh some ice? You want me to go get some ice? Do you mind going no, to get, get some ice at the end of the round? I'm going to go walk a get fucking mile to get your pizza in Boston like, <laughs> from some fucking apartment. Two Just two. No, I will. You want ice? I'll fucking get you some ice. Well, beer before liquor never sick. <laughs> oh, it's like, this guy's a fucking clown. So, no, just maybe get me a Heineken instead. I think I need to slow down on the whiskey, you know? Get him a Heine, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Right, I've so spent three I've spent here. three weeks with you at a penthouse. You've drank more on this on this live feed than you have. Right. <laughs> no, you're right. So uh Kenny oh. Nagamet Ankalai have just committed a foul. He kicked Johnny Walker straight in the twig and berries. Inadvertent, incidental, insert your adjective, but oh. Kenny, he kicked him flush. It's flush and why did I say why did I say I don't see anything controversial happening tonight? Why did I say it? I said it. I, I just I just jinxed it. I think he'll be fine, but man, it was uh an accurate shot uh to the testes. No no question about that. Those will hurt. <laughs> like here's the thing a plastic cup does not hurt, guys. You, you, you know, I know Rogan talks about this all the time with the steel cups, but the plastic cup, a plastic cup, anything that's plastic is not gonna stop a professional fighter from kicking right through it or being yeah. right through it. Yeah, those still hurt. They do hurt. So uh, Joss Condren chimes in watching live on the Anakin Florian podcast channel in Ireland and everything is synced perfectly, which is absolutely music to our ears. Again, apologies for the little slur there. We'll try to keep it together over the course of this main event. I think my inner monologue is hoping this thing doesn't go the full 25, but you just never know. All right. After a 90 second official timeout. 
30 seconds to go in round one on Goliath. Right back to work and right back to that midsection. You know, I Kenny, was just going to say that. Yeah, right, yeah. Ron? Great like, when you commit a foul, you still you can't deviate from the game plan if that's to attack the body, to attack the legs. And uh, right, Kenny, like you commit a foul. Yeah. I don't know if you have any experience like committing a foul like that, but you can't deviate just because you commit a foul. That is true. That is true. It shows that Ankalaev is confident and believes in the strategy. And of course, in that first fight, he he landed that body shot, right? He, he he was able to kind of drop or at least hurt him very badly. Look at this. He goes into his little capoeira Jenga. Nice. Oh, man. All right. So Jeremy DeYoung wants to know where is Ray Longo and Lucy? So I don't punish my kids a lot, but Ray Longo's in fucking timeout right now until we get his <laughs> setup better. I just wasn't going to take the risk on the inaugural Anakin Florian podcast watch party. So, uh, you know, we called hey. on the reserves, one of my best friends in the world, fucking big Ron Pellegrino, and took the short another, notice call, you motherfucker. Just another Dago from New York. A little younger, but, you know, All same right. thing. <laughs> Hey, I, I, John, I think that email to to Ray about putting Lucky down was a little much. Cut! <laughs> that was a little much. <laughs> that was, that can, was can I say lot. it? Can I say it? Can I say it? Yeah, yes, say it. Go ahead, Ron. Go ahead, Ron. Tell everybody how you how you feel. No, I can fucking cancel. Yeah, <laughs> <First> one. <laughs> all right, let me Listen, get a This is all I'm going to say. One thing. Yeah, Go ahead. just say it. Dog owners are fucking monsters. I'm telling you, you're all monsters. All right, round two. You wouldn't let your kids get away with a tenth of the shit you let your dogs get away with. Go all right, here we go. Round, round two. two. Johnny Walker opens with a leg kick. Ankaliyev goes with a right hand. And we want all your feedback on these watch parties. Certainly, Ray Longo is going to be a part of them in the future. But what do you like? What don't you like? Do you like this as a sort of pay-per-view partner, fight companion? To quote my guy Joe Rogan. We're here for our audience, and rest assured, this will never be behind a paywall. 30 seconds gone by round one. Walker kicks the leg. Ankalaev responds in kind. You know, and if you're looking for comments, like when we go to like family events, like nobody really is feeling it when John and I, it's not that dynamic, man. Like sometimes John and I a little, little too much for some people. Yeah. So uh, that's why maybe the next one, you know, this will be an empty chair, right? And then we can put, put that big camera right in your fat mug. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, Uncle Live just continues to try to drill the stomach of Walker. He's trying to drop him with the same body shot he landed in the first fight, I think. You know, I do think Magomed Uncle Live ha- at times has been a victim of expectation, right? He hasn't lost since what? Being submitted by Paul Craig in his UFC debut March of 2018. But, you know, to have that no contest, excuse me, to have the draw against Jan Bohovic and then to see the promotion pivot so swiftly to Jamal Hill and Glover Teixeira, right? Like, that's an emotional thing for a fighter, right? Yeah. And then he gets back on the horse and commits a foul right out of the shoot against Johnny Walker. So Magomed Ankalaev is is very mentally tough and forged, so I didn't worry about him in this spot, Kenny, but the dude's dealt with a lot like to be as good as he is and go like two years without having your hand raised is not at all ideal. Yeah. hundred percent, man. I mean, that those, the mind games that you kind of have to deal with when you, when you hit a streak of, of bad luck, which can happen to any fighter at any point. And, you know, I think about all the times that I, I may have gotten lucky, right. With a certain wind, which led to another fight that I was able to get or whatever, or, you know, something could go right and wrong in your career. One fight could change 
their trajectory completely. Um, you know, one injury, you know, th- this sport is so nuts. And for Ankalaev, it seems like he's remained focused. He's been keeping his composure. He's sticking to the game plan and he's fighting a good fight. So uh, all good signs. But yeah, John, I mean, those are the things that fighters need to deal with. Uh, it's it's those battles outside of the cage, which I think can be the toughest for guys to deal with. I know I've had a few cocktails, but like, don't you think Dana? Oh, oh, <laughs> Magomed Ankalaev statement fucking made and the uppercut oh. to close it out oh. with Walker on the canvas. Oh. Title job might just be next, Ken Flo. Magomed Ankalaev ending the fucking watch party just like that. Wow. That's how you do it, man. I mean, yeah, we <clears> talked <throat> about the statement that he needed to make just a nasty series of shots one after the other. And uh, that's a statement, man. Devastating, oh, yeah, devastating man. shot. So a oh, huge man. result for Magomed Ankalaev inside the UFC Apex. And if you had Ankalaev by knockout, you had him inside the distance, you cashed those tickets. Kenfo gets a $1,000 budget now on the Anakin Florian podcast. And you spent 700 on Magomed Ankalaev. Kenny, here's the replay. A big right hand was the beginning of the end for Johnny Walker Blue. Yeah, he went to block that kick, got into boxing range, threw the overhand right, kind of landed on either the lower part of the ear, or the upper part of the jaw, that follow-up shot, that that right hand, the follow-up <laughs> shot up against the cage, just nasty. Had him trapped, all of his weapons facing him, and then falls up with that hook or uppercut-style punch. Oh, excellent Man, you know stoppage there. I mean, my looked goodness. looked like T. Wood and uh, Robbie Lawler back in the day. Remember Tyrone yes. when he starts him and caught him on the cage? Oh, <laughs> Dude, good for Magomed Ankalaev, man. Like, he deserves that. He belongs right there in that picture, man. That's a fun That's your dog. Jay, you love him. That's your dog. favorite fighter. Like, damn near close. Rogan been talking about this guy forever. Rogan, turn me on to this guy. So, Kenny, we have a lot of fighters, Russians and Brazilians, who have varying degrees of an appetite to learn the English language. And it's very difficult. English, a language to learn as your second language. Kenny is a linguist. And can speak to this as well as anyone if you know anything about Kenny and his former career, right? But we've seen like Umar Nurmagomedov learn the English language. And we've seen a lot of Brazilians, Junior Dos Santos, perhaps chief among them, Amanda Hibas, really able to elevate their careers by speaking English. We've also seen a lot of other fighters like Charles Oliveira, Jose Aldo, Magomed Ankalaev, not necessarily taking that embrace. And I bring it up in this context because in my last fighter meeting with Magomed Ankalaev, he said, and I quote, A little flair and showmanship is important at this level. And obviously this finish is the best way for him to provide showmanship and flair. But he's also talked about on a microphone providing some of that. Hard to do that in a second language, you know? I feel like if this dude could learn English, the sky's the limit. But there's a limit as to how much he can resonate with the American and the English-speaking fan base if everything has to go through an intermediary. Yeah, no question about it, man. It, it definitely is limiting if you're looking for those opportunities to market yourself and say the right things. It sounds way different coming from an, uh, a translator. First of all, if they are, in fact, translating 100% correctly. Uh, but also, you know, the fans want to hear from you. They want to know what you have to say. Um, and to hear it in in their own language is huge. Obviously, that's a huge promotional element. Uh, for them, for the UFC, and and to not have that in your back pocket can really hurt you. I think about Anderson Silva, how long it took him to speak English. Imagine if he was speaking English early on in his career. I mean, he'd be an even bigger superstar than he is today, Hmm. I think. Interesting. That's a great example. Yeah. 
So it appears as though Magomed Ankalaev's unbeaten streak is now 12 fights. Big Ron, I want to turn this to you and not to necessarily put you on the spot, but <laughs> we've heard a lot of fights announced for UFC 300. A lot yeah. of fans are expectant that we're going to get a championship triple header just by nature of the fact that it is UFC 300. We don't yep. know who Alex Pereira is going to fight next. I would imagine this result lays the foundation for Pereira versus Magomed Ankalaev. You're an insider. Is it your expectation that, that that's the fight that they would look to make? I mean, it seems like they had to wait for this fight to happen, right? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it lines up. The only other the only other championship fight that could be on that card that has an announcement that I assume would be is your boy, Bilal and uh, Leon, right? I mean, is it Wei Li and Zhao, and Zhao Nen, right? Yeah. Zhang Wei Li, Yan Xiaonan, China. Yeah. And that's the only title fight that's on the card, right? At least right now, as far as I know. Yeah, so, again, I mean, no. yeah, I mean, this would be a perfect fight to put on that card. Not that, they're, like, everybody's, yeah. like, super upset about that card already. Between the, oh, well, if, I, they're very bitching about Toronto. And for these replays, fucking Well, dude, a. and for Dana White, like, if he was even considering on Goliath at 300, he, Magomed had to do this tonight. Well, right. And what I was about to say right before the knockout was, like, it was almost feeling like Dana was probably getting fucking itchy in his seat. Yeah. And then <laughs> Eduardo Padron <laughs> said, Khabib versus Islam at UFC 300. <laughs> so, but yes, Jay, you're absolutely right. Like, statement fucking made for Magomed Ankalaev. And if you were trying to make yourself undeniable as a number one contender, this is what you're <laughs> looking for. So, we'll see. I mean, Alex Padeda is the best in the world, but he's also a prize fighter. If you followed Alex Padeda's career... He's making a lot of money and he's doing it in short order, Kenny. So for yeah. Alex Pereira as a defending champion, right, to defend the belt at UFC 300 and get pay-per-view points, like I do believe we're going to see Pereira at UFC 300. That, that would be sick. Uh, he's an animal, man. He's an animal. He wants to stay busy. He realizes the time is now for him to be able to collect as much money as possible. And um, yeah, it, I, I think he's looking for that one. And, and it was interesting, though. I'm not sure we really talked about it. Adesanya training again. Uh, which again, just could be timing, coincidence, whatever. But uh, again, I don't think he'll go up to 205. But um, yeah, didn't he just say he got hurt or something? I think he just said he got hurt like a day ago or something. Who did Pereira? Ad yeah, Adesanya. Oh, Adesanya, gotcha. Yeah, I hey, feel like why don't we just stop being fucking serious again? I got some fucking alcohol flowing. Like, I'm ready to talk some shit. Yeah, let's talk some shit. <laughs> We're gonna get out of here in about five to ten minutes, but. Congratulations to Mahomet Anka Live. We do have a comment here at Love for the 90s. Run up and get done up. That actually, Ken Flo and Ron and Jay, that might not be a bad way to cap a fight. Run up and get oh, done up. You got to yeah, run yeah. up first in order yeah. to get done up. Was it uh, yeah. from, from Hell Pichel? Pichel had something to do with that. Or when you first heard that line, was that Vince? Vince Pichel, or am I imagining? What the fuck <laughs> are you talking Nothing. about? <laughs> but, but hey, like, you live 2.6 miles from here. Hey, you can go home. Hey, Flo, someone paid, <laughs> someone paid $4.99. They wanted to know your favorite battle bot. Can we get like a one-word <laughs> answer? Can we get oh, like a one-word answer and move on, perhaps? Yeah, for sure, absolutely. Your battle bot is? Probably, uh, I don't know, Endgame maybe? Mind uh, you, Endgame. Endgame or, or, yeah. Endgame or Hydra. Endgame or Hydra. There you go. 
What's the I handicap on that? What's the line? Our executive producer, if I could, Cody Merrow, for putting all this together for us to be able to go live and just making an eternal commitment to the show. I really appreciate it. How about Kevin Boss saying Ankalaya was like, yo, fucking later. You're goddamn right. <laughs> and how about <laughs> featherweight Billy Corantello, Billy Q chiming uh, in on the live stream. You know what, Billy Q, you're going to be a part of the next watch yeah, party. We apologize go. for not sending you the link tonight. That was a tremendous oversight on the part of Boston. Anik. No, hold up. We didn't want, we, we, we was concerns about technical difficulties. Okay. Link would have gone out to plenty of people, especially my boy, Bully B. Okay. But Billy Q's my guy. Yo, hold it. up. Yo, hold up. Is that what I said? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You guys are feeling good, man. I miss you, boys. <laughs> All right. So we'll see. It's very interesting, right? And I will peel back the curtain a little bit. So I'm not watching the UFC broadcast anymore, but oftentimes we will have B-roll packages. And Kenny, you know the term B-roll. It's essentially yeah. just footage. But we'll have packages built so that when Magomed Ankalaev wins a fight like tonight, you know, maybe they run some Alex Pereira B-roll because that's the fight that makes the most sense. And we're going to do a lot of this rehash on the Anakin Florian podcast coming up on Monday on the DraftKings YouTube channel. But Kenny, for Uncle I have to produce this result on the heels of a draw and a no contest, there's no one else from Magomed Ankalaev really to fight at 205 pounds. Like, he has unequivocally earned this championship opportunity. They gave him the shot when the belt was vacant, and it was a draw in a fight in which he won round five, 10-8 on two of the three judges' scorecards. Like, I I just think Magomed Ankalaev's next fight has to be in a championship setting, and that is not the alcohol talking. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, that's how you beef up your little highlight before your next championship yeah, right. fight. Hey, they want to see. They want to see finishes. They they need a reason uh, to watch you. And Uncle I of getting yet another finish against a guy like Johnny Walker, who's a massive dude. Who I think a lot of people kind of know his name as far as uh, guys in the two hundred five pound division. And uh, this was a huge result for him. And besides, who else is there really for him to fight besides for the belt? I yeah. mean, after that, right. who's right. he even fight after that? Right? What is he? He's ranked third before this, right? Right. I mean, like, and I, I think he can post some problems for Pereira as well. You know, he's it's, it's sure. not an oh, easy he's a tough guy. guy. Yeah. Well, in terms of the betting line, I feel like I'm not going to suggest the Magomed Ankalaev is going to be the betting favorite. I think Alex Pereira would open as the betting favorite. But in terms of the closeness of the betting line, this is the oh, fight yeah. that it would be the tightest right. for sure. I wouldn't be surprised if Ankalaev takes a lot of plus money. Honestly, you know real close line i could even see it being the other way i mean yeah. he's got that wrestling style that i mean totally like obviously he wants a crack now that's dope but i mean if all else fails i mean yuri wanted a crack with poetan that didn't really work out yeah, too yeah. Well. so i mean if he goes to the ground though he's live real, yep. real quick Kenny, I'm going to probably ask you this, of course, on Monday, but a lot of fans want to know, and a lot of fans are suggesting that Ankalaev is the worst divisional matchup for Poatan. Can you give us an early forecast on how you handicap that matchup? Gosh, um, it's hard, right? That I mean, is hard, over, though. I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, <laughs> listen, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Pereira as a slight favorite. You know, yeah. I, I think maybe. You know, I, I think we're. He gets in trouble is if it goes to the ground, right? That's where Ankalaev can. But I, I don't know. Pereira has shown good defense. It's not like Ankalaev is like this submission machine. But if he wanted to win a decision, it's there, right? You, you have your mm -hmm. use your striking just enough. You put Pereira on his back. You get position. 
you know, land some shots, chip away at the very least. That that's the clearest path to victory, um, from what I see from the outside in. But um, I don't know. I mean, Pereira, we know he can put anybody's lights out. So uh, I don't know. Be interesting. Well, and I'm obviously a novice, but the way Ankalaev stalks his prey is like better be better protect yourself at all times. Stock and Poetan the way you just you come forward all yeah. night long. You better be careful there. I mean, I know my eyes yeah. are amateur, but. No, he's got KO well, allow, power as well, man. Got some good. Allow training. me to say, remember Lahovic chopped his legs out in the in that fight that everyone got pissed that ended in a yeah. draw, the championship fight. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, if if Blahovic did it to him, sure. Is it. I don't know how he does that without telegram. I mean, he throws it so hard, but he doesn't even like turn his hip or nothing. Dude, he just whips it out and you're done. Even his left hook, his left hook, the last one where he knocked out Prohaska, it looks like he threw it from like three inches away. He just kind of like That's turned right. his body and you see Prohaska just crumble. You're yeah. like, what is this guy made out of? want to get to a couple of these comments before we get on out of here. Spaffron saying long go for mayor. I mean, he can have your vote as far as I'm concerned. He needs to go get a fucking haircut. Uh, at Lazy Bed, serious love to you all for doing this. This was nostalgic and fun as fuck. There's no, f- fuck is fun, incidentally. There's nobody else I'd rather hear chopping it up over fights than John fucking Anakin, Kenny Florian. Well, we're happy to be here for you, and hopefully this is uh, the first of many uh, watch parties to come. I got to be careful not to call it a fight companion with respect to my man, the GOAT, Joe Rogan. Ron Pellegrino, before we let you get on out of here, it is 6.45 p.m. Pacific. Oh, my God. I'd imagine God. you're about to just go, like, pillage these slot machines, but I know you run <laughs> a very successful 24-7, 365 business. So if I could ask, and by the way, congratulations, there was a lot of pressure on you tonight being in, tra- in charge with the Anakin Florin podcast parlay, right? Like I gotta say, man, like you needed to get this one tonight and you got it. So you're one to know. Congratulations. But I do want to ask in all seriousness, it is 6 45 PM your time. What does the rest of your night hold? Make us super envious right now before we let you go. Um, to be honest with you, it's kind of boring. I actually have a meeting. I gotta go to a strip club that a buddy of mine wants to purchase, and he wants his uh wants my expertise for my former lifestyle <laughs> back in the day but um i was playing poker and uh all day long i had a uh, actually i'll be posting something later tonight so i had i had something a little nice today well, see, yesterday little, yesterday was a real good day so ron you're, you're saying is you, you got to do a little research at the strip joint and, and that's it's boring clo- to you and flow i just gotta walk the property <laughs> okay all right just making sure <laughs> no i um yeah it's actually a real mellow uh it's freezing in Vegas, by the way. Really? Yeah. It's a bit cold. Right, man, well, uh, I mean, it's cold. <laughs> Check out the Big Ron Bets YouTube channel if you want to see all that Ron is into. And if you want to live vicariously through this guy that I think we all sort of aspired to be, and then we started procreating and everything fucking went sideways. But <laughs> at Big Ron Bets, congrats, buddy. Thanks for all your contributions to the show. Thanks for your humility. And uh, you're kind of a gentle giant. But uh, yes. You know, keep attacking that board, buddy. Thanks for uh, chiming in. And uh, I find you're it hard to get double unders, John. Uh, no matter how gentle I am, you're never getting double unders, dog. Don't sweat <laughs> it. Um, listen, boys, an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me on. And uh, no pressure. I, I I got more winners coming this year. Don't sweat Atta it. Attaboy. You're the man, Atta Ron. Hey. All right, boys. Thank you night. so much. Hey, Dude, great dude. day, better evening. We'll talk to you soon. Undefeated. Ron Pellegrino. See, there's here. the lights on the way out. That's what I'm talking about. Everyone yeah. fucking what, you, what was light. it? What you, is it? Is it ah, autocorrecting? Oh, it's great right now. Oh, that's what. Well, it, wait uh, a minute. That's, that's what it's doing. That's okay. Is it autocorrecting? 
Either way, you oh, got listen, game. first you got time. Game. You got game either way. Yeah, first time good. we'll we'll perfect it. I promise, dude. I bro. think we're pushing people to the Paradise Cantina. Anon Abu yeah, Baker is coming in there. So, yep. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Dion, happy yeah, hours. That's two for one happy hour at eight o'clock. All right. <laughs> hey, Big Ron. Thank you, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Uh, Ron, hey. the best. Thank you, Keflo. See you, dude. Trin Daddy is also going to hit up the Paradise Cantina. Go see Big Ron and tell him the Anakin Florian podcast sent you, and you will get how much off their check, Ron? Oh, he's gone. Well, you <laughs> be off your check. You know, Bisping gets in trouble when he reads. Hey, if they drop an Anakin Florian podcast, hey, hey, if they come in and drop an Anakin Florian podcast, the Anakin Florian podcast sent me. What happens to their check? Doubles immediately. <laughs> Everyone else is two for one. There's is one for two. There you go. All right. All right. Well, see what happens. You know, drop the drop the name and see what happens. Hey. Yeah, drop the name. See what happens. <laughs> Don't get it Bro, we're like a nonprofit organization there anyway. We're for there for everyone's entertainment purposes solely. Right. Sweat it. My favorite thing is when your mom goes in and whacks your slot for 10 G's. And sorry, son. 20. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Three you weeks know, after you- I open, Ken Flo. Thanks, Ma. Top of the world. <laughs> I got him. If you wow. were Longo, <laughs> if you were Longo right now, I would tell you to get the fuck out of here. But I think I I owe you a little bit more respect. So uh, have a good evening, buddy. My we'll dog. see you right? later, boys. Yeah, Ronnie. Bro, for all you old men out there, when we did this one extra rounds with TJ DeSantis and Don Fry, TJ DeSantis tried to get Don Fry off the set after his segment. <laughs> Don Fry, you kick me out. <laughs> Don Fry went Don Fry out. Bilal and I were, you know, trying to learn, learn about this cat, Don Fry. Dude, he's a legend, dude. So right? one of my favorite colleagues, Michael Bisping, Kempflo was invited to his wedding, incidentally, but he gets himself in trouble on YouTube, Kenny. He reads these comments from guys like Jeremy DeYoung who say, Anik, I wanted to get your opinion on something who would look better oiled up, Rogan or Dana. He doesn't screen the questions and then he reads them on the air. So I have not given that a lot of forethought as to whether or not Joe Rogan would look better than Dana White were he to be oiled up. So I don't I don't have an answer uh, on that front. But um, all right, we're going to get on out of here. Any final thoughts yeah, from you? My final thought, Bully B got fucking next and UFC 300. Like, just shout out my boy Bilal Muhammad. Like, all this chatter about UFC 300. And I know that date hasn't been penciled in, but Leon's healthy. Bully don't want to wait and, like, make it happen, right? Okay, let's keep it moving forward, but just shout out my boy. Well, real quick, and then I'm going to get to Kenny's final thought. And if you don't know, Jason Anik and Bilal Muhammad have hosted a podcast, Remember the Show, on this here Anakin Florian podcast YouTube channel for the better part of, what, two, three years now? 123 episodes. 123 episodes. So those guys are the dearest of friends. But this is not anything resembling a Bilal Muhammad agenda. When I text him, I'm like, dude, like, this is not because I like you as a human being. It's because I'm promoting a meritocracy. I did the same fucking thing for Brandon Royval, right? So full send MMA, courtesy of Helen Yee Sports, said Coach Javier Mendez confirms Khabib is not coming back for UFC 300. He says the training that he and Khabib were doing was strictly cardio, and there was has not been any talks of Khabib returning, nor will there be. Javier Mendez also urges people to stop the clickbait at full send underscore MMA. And I wrote back with respect to my dear friend, Javier Mendez, longtime head coach of my broadcast partner, Daniel Cormier. Did Hob not start this noise with his suggestive comments? Anyone who knows Khabib, A, knew not to click and B, knows he would never do that 
to an overwhelmingly deserving Bilal Muhammad. And the point is that Bilal is so deserving and so undeniable as the number one contender that Habib was in his corner. He was not going to stand in his way and step in and fight Leon Edwards. So, Jay, we hope your guy gets the title fight. Ken Flo, we got to get on out of here. And uh, before I let you go, Ken Flo, any final thoughts before we recap this fucking pig on Monday on our yeah. real show? No, man. Uh, just uh, that was a hell of a lot of fun. I'm, I'm glad you guys were able to do this. Always great to see you guys. And uh, I guess we'll talk on Monday. All right, great stuff. Thank you all for checking out the inaugural watch party here on the Anakin Florian Podcast YouTube channel. If you have suggestions, at Anakin Florian Pod, at Cody underscore Merrill. Let us know what you liked, what you did not like. The plans are to do one of these for every fight night during the rest of 2024. Thanks to our executive producer, Cody Merrill. Thank you to Ron Pellegrino, Jason Anik. For Ken Flo, I'm John Anik. We will see you Monday live on the DraftKings YouTube channel. As we recap this pig and get you ready for UFC 297. Until then, yo fucking late. <laughs> Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family owned from the start. Same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley SAB to CV 2024, Proximo, Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly.